Did you know that you could get even longer interviews with some of the most successful creators? You can with How I Built It Pro. With How I Built It Pro, you get extended ad-free versions of every episode. We cover things like pricing memberships, how to make course creation even faster, building a creator business while also parenting, current events, and more. Plus, you'll get bonus episodes where I offer a behind-the-scenes look at what I'm working on, the revenue for my own creator business, experiments, and video demos of the tech I talk about on this show. You can join How I Built It Pro today for just 5 bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. Sign up over at howibuilt.it slash pro or use the link in your podcast app. Molly Kaiser made half a million dollars selling a 15-page, $59 ebook without spending money on ads. How, you ask? She created something super valuable that immediately made the buyer money. They were able to implement what they learned in those 15 pages, which included front and back matter, by the way, quickly and easily. And throughout this episode, Molly is going to tell you how she went from professional photographer to online educator, making digital products, all by knowing and serving her niche, her ideal client, something that we've already talked about a lot in this year. There's a lot to unpack, and I know you'll find actionable tips here. Look for some of the best takeaways from this episode, like how to clearly define your niche, solving problems for your ideal customers, and how painkillers sell better than vitamins most of the time, and what to do if you or you from two years ago aren't your ideal client. How do you figure out how to best serve them then? This is a great episode. Molly and I had a fantastic conversation. In How I Built It Pro, we talk about how you can create one product that's a roadmap. That's what she's doing now. And we get into the nitty gritty of how she creates her courses. You can find all of the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 298. Thanks so much to this week's sponsors, Ahrefs, Paid Memberships Pro, and LearnDash. You'll hear about them more in uh, later on in the episode. But for now, let's get to the intro and then the interview. Hey, everybody, and welcome to How I Built It, the podcast where you get free coaching calls from successful creators. Each week, you get actionable advice on how you can build a better content business to increase revenue and establish yourself as an authority. I'm your host, Joe Casabona. Now let's get to it. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 298 of How I Built It. Today's sponsors are Hrefs, Paid Memberships Pro, and LearnDash. Uh, I'm really excited because I'm talking to Molly Kaiser. She is the owner and CEO of Freedom Creator. And in the pre-show, Molly told me very a very interesting thing, and I want to jump right into it. So first of all, Molly, how are you today? Thanks for joining us. I am great. Very excited to continue chatting. Yes, yes. Uh, we had a really great pre-show. Uh, if you want to hear it, you can become a member of How I Built It Pro over at howibuilt.it slash pro. Uh, but you told me that you at one point had over 100 digital <laughs> products. Uh, 
What was that? How did you do that? How long did it take you? What was it like managing those things? (laughs) Well, first of all, I want to start off by saying, don't have 100 (laughs) digital products. (laughs) So when I started into the online digital product space in 2014, it was sort of like a, you know, there weren't a lot of people doing it and not a lot of people that I knew about. So it was just really a lot of trial and error. So I was just really creating a lot of things. And given my background with like design and photography, I really like creating, which can be a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because in order to have a successful business, I've learned over the years that like it is very important to focus. But I did learn a lot putting out lots of different digital products. Like we had a boutique template store. Uh, We had eBooks, courses, memberships, like name a digital product and I've done it. So that part was cool because now I know today, like what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what order you should probably do them in, you know, what products are like easier than others. (laughs) But ultimately after doing that many products, uh, I decided to focus in so I could scale my business. Nice. And that's like a really good first lesson to take away, I think, because I did the same thing in um, May of uh, 2022. I was like all over the place doing like WordPress development courses and uh, like no code courses and podcasting stuff and how to make your own course. And I just decided I'm going to focus fully on podcasting stuff. Uh, I even, uh, as this episode comes out, I will be creating my last LinkedIn learning course for a while. I have like 20 in the library and I'm like, you know, this is taking away from my core mission. Um, not that I don't love it. I love making LinkedIn learning courses, but that's, that's really the, the, the lesson here, right? You got to pick what do you love the most or where is your time best spent? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When I, so my very first online educational digital business was education for photographers. Cause I was a professional photographer for 16 years. And so, like I said, I didn't know really what to get started with. I knew I wanted to do digital products so that I could, you know, not have to take as many one-on-one service clients. Mm -hmm. So I started with a posing guide, which you don't have to do like posing for it to be a guide. It can be about anything, which was essentially just like a PDF with different poses that photographers could take with them to their photo shoots so that they didn't Mm -hmm. have to like think of what poses to do, which is what makes a good digital product. Uh, The fact that you're saving someone time and like helping them with something. So yeah, and then that just sort of spiraled into into the 100. (laughs) Yeah. So so the 100 digital products, were they all focused on um, like uh, photography or was it like a bunch of different things and a bunch of kind of different niches that you were experimenting with? Well, the one thing that I did right looking back was I did always stay true to my niche. So every product, digital product was for photographers. Like that was who I was serving, what the business was. So um, like I said, there was like a posing guide. We had a boutique of templates. So, you know, if you were a photographer and you needed a, uh, like an order form for when you're sitting down with your clients, we had that made. If you needed a, a branded label for a bottle of wine to give to a client Mm. as a gift. Like we had that made, we had like partnership. uh, I don't even know what we called them partnership, like templates or whatever. So Mm. if you wanted to partner with someone in your city, do like a business collab, you Uh, you have like like all agreement things that you would need. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's awesome. And, um, 
So how did you come up with, I, I think a lot of people struggle with coming up with ideas for these uh, digital products. And I guess, let me, before we, before we do that, you say digital products, were these all uh, sold for money? Were some of them given away as opt-ins? Yeah, that's a great question. So I am a huge fan of freebies. Uh, so I did always, I do always have freebies where it's like, um, so an ebook, for example, you can sell that for money, but you can also give one away for free in exchange for someone's name and email address to build mm-hmm. your email list. So I did have, I had both. I had digital products that I sold and then I had digital things that I gave away for free. For example, we had a posing guide that we would give away for free, but it was just uh, I think we called it a posing sheet and it was just one, one eight by 10 piece of paper with some poses on it. It's kind of like a sample. Mm-hmm. And then we would link to like the bigger PDF posing guide, that kind of a thing. Oh, cool. That's really smart, right? Give them a, a little, it's like, uh, I guess like the same thing with like a digital course, right? You can give the first lesson or the first two lessons away for free for an email address and then say like, I'm yeah, it's like a, course. like a sample at Costco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Awesome. And so you had a hundred of these uh, free, some free, some paid. How did you come up with the ideas? Because I think this is something a lot of people struggle with, right? What am I, what, what is my blog post going to be about? What should my next podcast episode be about? What should this PDF be on? Yeah. So anytime you go to create a, a product of any kind, it really needs to solve a problem for your ideal customer. So, you know, back then what I was doing was I basically was my ideal client. And so that made it really easy because I don't even know that I knew that I was doing it correct at the time. But essentially, Mm. I was like, oh, well, we need an order form for our studio. So let's create this digitally. And then we would like print them all off, you know. But then we're like, oh, since we already have this created for us, like, let's just put this on our website and sell it. You know, so basically all the things we were creating for our studio already to be successful we just thought, oh, well, why don't we just put these for sale? You know, so it was, yeah, I mean, we were really doing things right without even knowing it, <laughs> which was Yeah, cool. that's, that's really smart. And that kind of harkens back to something uh, that uh, Will Schultz said in, in the previous episode of the show, two, 297, um, where he said like an ideal customer, this really resonated with me, right? Because like he said, creating an ideal customer avatar is like basically guesswork. Uh, if you're trying to create content for your uh, for your business, you should take something you've written for a client or customer and then generalize it and make that your content. And it sounds like you did the same exact thing with your digital products. You were your ideal client. You said, we need this. I bet other photographer or photographer uh, studios need this. So we're going to sell our version of it. Yeah, absolutely. And with with my current business that I have right now, Freedom Creator, which is where we help um, any business owners, coaches, or content creators create digital products. Like, you know, I wasn't necessarily the ideal person, uh, ideal client for that because I had already built a $2 million business, uh, Mm -hmm. $2 million a year with digital products. So what I would recommend is like, if you aren't your ideal client, try to really think about people you know or go out and immerse yourself in that community and really meet people like I would highly recommend in person or you're probably going to spend a long time fumbling trying to figure out the nuances, the way that ideal customer speaks, what they think, what they need, what their problems are because 
Like, I just can't stress enough how important that is. And so if you're not your ideal client, which it is ideal if you are, uh, but if you're not, I would like, because I always think to myself, I have this friend um, that I met through this YouTube training that I took and her name's Ruby. And now whenever I create any products, any content, anything, I'm like, I'm creating this for Ruby. And I just like, (laughs) keep it in mind. Like, she's sort of the ideal client that I've, but I didn't just create her from scratch. It's like, she's a real person that I just think about when I create things. Right. And I think that's the thing, right? Like whenever I made an ideal customer avatar, they always ended up looking shockingly like me. Like dude in his 30s who has kids who wants to start a podcast so that he doesn't have to do client work. And I'm like, (laughs) all right, like that's like a fake person or that's like, I'm not really, where I am in my journey is like a lot ahead of where my target audience is. So I'm not, I shouldn't really be creating content that helps me. Um, I should really think about me from a couple of years ago or. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. So I really, I really like that. Immerse yourself in the community. This is something that comes up time and time again on this show. Like you can, you need to talk to people to understand mm-hmm. the problems that you are solving for those people. Like you, you can't just, well, you can guess, but it's going to be a much longer, much harder road for you. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> Even with starting, so we started, again, Freedom Creator, like, end of 2020, so really 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I was like, oh, I've done ideal clients. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I should just get started. You know, I could have been where we are today a lot faster had I actually taken my own advice and, like, went out to business networking meetings and yeah. met people, you know, but I thought I knew who our ideal client was. And so I just sort of, like, like we've talked about, like, made it up on paper but like, if I ever was to start another business, which I don't think I will, but if I ever was to, because <laughs> uh, I really like the business I have now, but nice. I would absolutely go out, mingle, network, meet people until I met in person my ideal client. And then I would just think about that person whenever I created something, because I just really think you're going to have success way faster. Yeah, absolutely. And just to uh, to tack on or pile on to that anecdote, I guess. Um, One of the things that I thought was going to be my killer, like differentiator was I was going to show people that you don't need sponsors to make money, which I believe, like with your podcast, which Mm -hmm. I believe. Um, And so I started making all this content. You don't need downloads. You don't need content. You just need these things. Uh, And as people started reaching out to me and asking me and hiring me for coaching calls or whatever, uh, they'd be like, yeah, but like, how do I get sponsors? And I'm like, right. So if I had talked <laughs> I was to people say, they before, probably want they sponsors, all want to yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. But how do I get sponsors? <laughs> so now guess what a lot of my content is is focused on. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm only um, laughing because I've totally done the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, so um, we've mentioned kind of focusing a couple of times uh, you had over a hundred digital products. You said uh, you don't recommend that. How <laughs> how did you uh, thin the herd of of your digital products, if you will? Yeah, so I do love that today. I'm such a better teacher for having created so many different products. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I wouldn't recommend it. Like you're just going to have success a lot faster. And I will tell you numbers wise what happens when you focus in. So I had a hundred different, a hundred digital products. And what I decided to do was focus all in on one online course. Okay. For again, photographers, 
one online course. And I did keep um, our one ebook that did $500,000 with no ads, which I think we're going to ch- wow. chat about in a little bit. Yeah, I did keep that because essentially it was like our own value ladder where we had a freebie and then we had a low priced ebook and then we had our course, right? So really strategically, we were like, we're going to move people up the quote unquote ladder, so to speak. So that worked really well. But our like sole focus was on this one course. And when we did that, when we switched from those 100 products to just essentially one, we went from really zero because we got rid of all of that income to $2 million in revenue a year in two years. Wow. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, so focusing all in on one online course, right? It means that you're not a house divided, that you, all of your marketing efforts, right? All of your email efforts, they all go to promoting this one thing instead of sitting down and going, hmm, which product should I, should I promote today, right? Absolutely. And one of the things we did that I think a lot of people kind of have the same thought process. You'll have to let me if you've ever had this thought process, but essentially I had created so all those hundred digital products, but four of those were courses. And I thought to myself, okay, well, photographers need to learn, learn business. They need to learn marketing. They need to learn, um, like the posing and the shooting. Mm-hmm. I can't even think of the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> it must, it must've been really good. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, we had four cause we were like, oh, these are the four pillar. Oh, sales, sales, that which yeah. is the most important. Okay. But anyways, um, those were the four, because I was like, oh, well, then that way, if someone just wants to learn sales, then they'll just buy the sales course. Well, oh, what happened God. was You're they like would only... past me. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> well, what happened is they would just buy the course that they thought they needed. But like, and I'm not trying to like be rude to them or anything, because I've done this myself, but they would yeah. often pick the wrong course for what they actually needed. And so I was like, man, like I'm actually doing these people a huge disservice. So we ended up putting all of our educational materials into one course as a roadmap to get them from where they are now to the result of having, you know, a six figure or multiple six figure photography business. Uh, And that's really what I focus on today. Like we have one course, it's called Profitable Courses. We help business owners, coaches, content creators go from where they are now to profitably kickstarting their course and then automating it for passive income. It's like an exact roadmap to the result that they want, which is passive income. So you have to really think about, okay, where are your people now? What's the one result they want? And the result is not live a happier life. You have to really right. hone it into like, what is the actual result they want? Like with you, you totally have that honed in. You're like, oh, I'm going to help people create po- profitable podcasts. Like, that's incredible. Um, Thank you. And, and then when you have that flagship, you know, course, you're not going to need all these other things. And it's sort of like when you go to a restaurant and they have one of those giant freaking menus that's like pages and pages and yeah. pages. I hate that. I'm like, man, this food cannot be good if they're like stocking this much in the back. Right. Um, I'm, then you I'm go to like <laughs> of somebody who I know, serves, like this like, is sauce that you're selling, like, like chicken nuggets. Yeah. And, and like you know, lobster, corn on blue. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to a you know a great restaurant where it's just one page, front side only. They only mm-hmm. have you know the couple dishes of the day or whatever, and yeah. they do those really freaking well. Yeah. Like that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I, I got to tell you, you like really described me, right? At first, I I launched a podcast website course only because I thought, well, everybody else is teaching 
how to launch a podcast. And then again, the question I kept getting was like, hey, this course is great, but like, how do I launch my podcast? And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> I'll do that. And oh, now I have two courses, but like, oh, I'll do like a how to monetize your podcast and how to be a consistent podcaster. And these will be four discrete courses and they'll be great. And uh, then I realized that, like you said, uh, people would want to make money, but like they weren't being consistent. And like, you can't really have one without the other. And so then I just made an all, and now it's called the podcast liftoff playbook. And uh, cool. yeah, it's, it's, you can totally like just pick and choose certain videos if you want, but I have collections. I kind of stole like the masterclass model that they're doing right now, like masterclass. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like masterclass. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, so you've obviously done so many things, right? And the cool thing that you just said that you really did right that I want to point out to everyone listening is that Joe listened. So like, even <laughs> though you didn't want to initially like initially you wanted to say, oh, you know, you don't need podcast sponsors. But then you kept hearing from your idol clients, no, we want podcast sponsors. So, you know, you didn't just go, ah, well, I'm going to stick to what I'm doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, you're listening, you're pivoting, you're learning as you go. Like, that is so important. Thank you. Yeah, I, I you know, and this is like a hard lesson, right? Because you you really believe that you think a certain way or sometimes it's hard to hear, you know, like hard feedback or whatever. But, um, and then there was like the whole movement in like the maybe like mid 2000s when uh, 37 Signals slash Basecamp got big and uh, DAH and uh, Jason, last name, I forget his last name right now, but uh, they were like, you should always say no to your customers. And we always say no because we know better. I feel like a lot of people internalized that and like that's great for just like random feature requests but like their business was built on solving a f- specific problem that they knew how to solve already. Yeah, so like, every every business yeah. is. <laughs> I love yeah. that. So, um really interesting. I have like a they're like <laughs> DAH is like on my list of people who everybody loves that I don't see it, but that's fine. I don't um, know what DAH I don't know what you <laughs> I don't know what this is. I know what Basecamp is. It's like a kind of like an Asana sort of, but more for like designers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like one of the first like online project management systems. Ah, never heard of it. (laughs) Yeah, 37 Signals and DAH, David Hennemeyer Hansen. Yeah, uh, it must be more of a design community thing. I don't know. Yeah, totally is, right? Like DAH invented like Ruby on Rails. Like, do you know HoneyBook? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of HoneyBook. Oh, you do? Okay, because that's kind of like a photographer thing, so Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been like, I know, yeah. I've like... I just like tools. So I like look at a lot of different tools. <laughs> oh my but, gosh, um, we are opposites. I'm My husband does all the tech in tools and I'm, he's like, oh, what do you think of this? I'm like, sounds great. He's like, you didn't even look at it. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, this is, Okay, so this is great. So first of all, like, yeah, thank you for highlighting that. Like, absolutely, like, listen to your customers. Like, you're not going to have a business if you never listen to them. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I... You mentioned so you mentioned your ebook that did five hundred thousand dollars, right? Um, and you mentioned that along with uh, I forget the wording you use, but product ladder is is how I've heard it put, right? Where um, you have like your core offering, and then people can go up the rungs of the ladder to get like the high end thing, or down the rungs of the ladder to get the lower end thing, and then at the very bottom there's like the free thing, and each of these offer uh, different levels of help or uh, hand-holding, right? So like my product ladder would be the playbook is in the middle. And then at the very top is my done-for-you service. 
And at the bottom is my um, my like podcast launch checklists that you can get for free. Okay. Um, so what? So tell me a little bit about the. Let, can we dig into the product ladder? I don't know if we ever talked about this on on my show, and that's a really interesting concept. Yeah, absolutely. So I had already been doing this without knowing that it was like called something, and then I read. Um, I think it was, so Russell Brunson, I've studied a lot of his stuff. I was in his inner circle mastermind for a couple of years. Nice. He has three books. He has like dot-com secrets, expert secrets, and traffic secrets. I think it's in dot-com, which is the first one. And again, I don't, I don't think he like invented this. Um, but it is in his book if you want to like check that out. But yeah, essentially like the, yeah, like you said, the first, so just think of it like a staircase and the first stair is like a, well, actually, in my opinion, the first stair would be like free content. So it could Mm -hmm. be podcast, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Then you would go to some sort of a freebie. And there's a lot of different ways to do this, but this is the way that I like to do it. So some kind of freebie. And then once they do that, then they can get onto your email list. And then maybe you, and then, you know, there's really a lot of different ways you can do this, but maybe you have a a low priced product um, and then maybe a mid price product then a high price. So a lot of people they'll do, you know, maybe like, like back in the day we had a, with our 500 K ebook, um, we, we did test different price points, but the main price point it sold at was about $59. And okay. so we had wow. that ebook. Then we had a course for, um, at one point. And then we had like a $6,000 course at one point. So that would just be an example of like a ladder. So. Zero fifty nine nine ninety seven, and you know, and then a high ticket. But again, you don't have to do it that way. Like right now, right. the way that I do it is, I actually have. So I have a YouTube channel. That's like my first thing. Then I have actually a number of freebies, and the reason we have multiple freebies is because since I have my YouTube channel, I, I talk about different like pillars, and so we have basically a freebie for each pillar. So that way, in the video, if I'm talking about social media, I can say, "Oh, check out the description below." for this thing that, and I like to make sure the freebie like relates to what I'm talking about. So social content, then the freebie, then we have, um, an ebook. And right now we have one for $29. Then we have our nine ninety seven course. So yeah, I I've done the whole, <laughs> this is probably a whole entirely different conversation, but I've done the whole like high ticket sales with the phone calls and all that. And that's not mm-hmm. what I love. I love more of like the passive income nine ninety seven courses thing. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm doing today. Yeah. And I think that makes perfect sense. Um, I, I like what you said, uh, having, you know, multiple freebies again, like don't have a hundred, but have a handful. This is, I do the same thing. Um, when I go on other people's podcasts, right. Based on what we talk about, I always offer. Here's a tip: if you're going on a lot of podcasts, right, Molly? Maybe you do this already. We haven't we haven't gotten to that part yet. Um, <laughs> I always make a landing page with the host's name as the URL, so it'll be like podcastliftoff.com/slash Molly uh, if I'm going on your podcast. Um, and then the the opt-in will always be like based on what we talked about. So I make that page after the interview. That's um, smart, and I yeah. don't do that. <laughs> I think. I, I, I think <laughs> I was, writing it down, I, writing it down. Right. I, I was just on uh, Ask Pat 2.0, uh, Pat Flynn's podcast. Yeah, and, I, listen, um, I listen to a, many of his episodes. I've, I've been uh, listening to him since like 2013. Pat's great. I know, right? He's like he's like an OG. Like, and now he and, has the Deep Pocket Monster YouTube yeah, channel that's blowing yes. up. It's super cool. 
Yeah, wild. Um, <laughs> and like I mentioned that, and he's like, yeah, that's really smart. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why you're teaching podcasters. That's yeah, awesome. right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, but I always, I, I always feel like that's really effective because people will remember the host's name because they listen. And um, if it's just like generic opt-in, like I've tried that and it just has never worked. So it's usually mm-hmm. like I have like four topics and then I have like yeah four freebies so if I talk about like planning a podcast, it's my podcast planner. If I talk about my Smash framework, it's my how to figure out uh, your the best Smash way to framework. I have so many comments. Thank you. Um, yeah, <laughs> just, it's, you yeah. Know, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if he knows where I'm going with that. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I picked. Mm. I picked that. Uh, uh, you know, I'm a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I caught you well, off guard. That's great. I know. We'll save that that conversation for the, pro, for the don't pro delete show. it. Don't delete it. No, no, no. This this stays in. <laughs> Keep this. Um, okay. So your ebook, right? I feel like I feel like we opened this thread, and then people are like, "What do you mean she made half a million dollars with an ebook?" And we <laughs> oh, haven't no, come back. No big to deal, it. you know. Yeah, yeah, no big, no big. So <laughs> let's come back to this. You have an ebook that did uh, half a million dollars in sales with no ad spend. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, okay. So I created this ebook and man, I wish I remember the exact year that I created it, but my best guess is 2015. And I did sell it for 2016, 17, and 18. So the 500K, just to be clear, is over the course of those years. Um, But it was only $59 product. And this was with no ad spend. So, I mean, to, to date, this is the best ebook that I've ever had. And I know exactly why. <laughs> so nice. I will share that with you guys. So the ebook was called Model Call. And I mean, to those listening, that's not going to mean anything. But to photographers, essentially, I had created this specific marketing strategy. So I wasn't teaching in the ebook, like how to create a six-figure business. You know, I wasn't creating how to be happier in life. I was, I was teaching them one specific strategy, only one. Okay. So it's just like, I know I've said that a million times, but it's just so important. Um, yeah. So the book was only like 15 pages long and it basically had a cover page, an index page, and these are included in the 15 pages. Wow. <laughs> um, it had an about page. So about me. And then there was a strategy page that told them like what model call was, how I used it in my business and how they could use it. And then it had examples of different posts that I made on different social medias, um, like what I would post, what I would say. It had like templates, scripts, and screenshots of like how to do everything. So the majority of the pages weren't actually like a book per se, because a lot of people, they think of an ebook and they're like, I'm going to write a book. I'm like, it's not a book though. Mm-hmm. An ebook really is just a PDF format of like, a really small of just one tactical piece of an online course, like just one strategy. Okay. So again, I had this strategy that was pretty much bringing in the way, the majority of the revenue for my photo business. So I thought I'm going to put this into this PDF and um, sell it. And the reason I called it model call is because essentially what, how the strategy worked is we would, so I did a lot of like glamour portraits, like women's portraits, things like that. And so essentially I would say like, oh, we're looking for two models and we would do the photo shoot and everything, the hair and makeup and everything for them for free. And then we would just show them the photos at the end and they had no obligation to buy any of the photos. But if they liked the photos, then they could buy them. 
And this strategy worked so well, and you can apply this to your business too, but it's like people, you know, for me, my problem as a photographer was a lot of women, they thought they were fat. They thought they were ugly. They didn't like how they looked behind the camera. They didn't think they like were natural on camera. Like they had all these objections about why they didn't want to get their photo taken. So I thought if I can just get these women in and show them that a great photographer can not only show you how beautiful you are now, but like, you know, even amplify that, you know, then they're going to see these and be like, wow, these are the best photos ever taken of me. And then they're going to want to buy them. And that's exactly what happened. So I put this strategy into this PDF and essentially we didn't even like, it's crazy. So I just put it on my website and I probably sent out some emails about it or something like that. We got, you know, uh, maybe 50 sales right away from our email list. And I kid you not, like, because the ebook was so good and got photographers results so quickly, they just started telling everyone about it. So like pretty much any Facebook group that talked about photography at the time, you could search then the words model call and ever going to be talking about it. So if you create a strategy that gets someone an actual result quickly and easily, they will tell other people about it. And that's the free word of mouth marketing. And if people aren't doing that, the hard, cold hard truth is that it's not a good enough of an ebook or like a strategy because you will know that you've hit a home run when people start to do the marketing for you. And, you know, we did, we did for a little while, uh, pay some other educators to affiliate it because they essentially begged me, but Mm -hmm. it was only for a little bit, like, you know, way the majority was just the people who bought it, loved it and just told everyone about it. And, uh, we've, you know, I've closed down that business. I did, I was in the photography industry for 16 years and, Um, I just really wanted to move on to teaching digital products. And I was actually able to sell the IP of that ebook to another educator. So that's kind of something cool about ebooks too. It's like, not only did I use this for my business and help a lot of people at the time, but I also was able to actually sell it when I wanted to move on to something else. So I thought that was pretty cool. This episode is brought to you by Ahrefs, an all-in-one SEO tool set that gives you what you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. And now you can use their webmaster tools for free. Ahrefs has been instrumental as I try to get more traffic for podcast liftoff. Their webmaster tools are made for small website owners. Connect your website through Google Search Console and get your site audits, backlinks, and keywords data. If you create content, this is a must-have. Gain a following and increase traffic to your site for free. Sign up at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. This episode is brought to you by Paid Memberships Pro, the membership plugin for WordPress. I am so excited to have them as a sponsor because I actually use Paid Memberships Pro for my podcast liftoff playbook. I use it because it is the most customizable. I think it's extremely easy to use and it is feature rich. They also have integrations with everything. Zapier, ConvertKit, MailChimp, Stripe, PayPal, so much more. I'm a huge, huge fan of it. Uh, A couple of the features that they have, unlimited levels with flexible membership pricing, including non-recurring pricing, which I think 
a lot of membership plugins lack or don't do as well. Um, they have customizable reports, popular gate payment gateways, uh, premium add-ons, lots and lots of extensions. If you need a membership plugin for your WordPress site, I can't recommend Paid Memberships Pro enough because I use it for my site. So if you want to check out PM Pro and all it has to offer, you can head over to howibuilt.it slash PM Pro. That's howibuilt.it slash P-M-P-R-O. Check them out. Let them know I sent you. Thanks so much to Paid Memberships Pro for sponsoring this episode of How I Built It. This episode is brought to you by LearnDash. Look, I've been making courses for a long time. I've taught at the college level and I've created curriculums for several different organizations, including Udemy, Sessions College, and LinkedIn Learning. When I create my own courses, there's no better option than LearnDash. LearnDash combines cutting-edge e-learning tools with WordPress. They're trusted to power learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, and creators worldwide. What makes LearnDash so great is it was created by and is run by people who deeply understand online learning and adds features that are truly helpful for independent course creators. I love the user experience. And now you can import Vimeo and YouTube playlists and have a course created automatically in seconds. I trust LearnDash to run my courses and membership, and you should too. Learn more at howibuilt.it slash LearnDash. So I have a couple of follow-up questions here. Well, one, one is a follow-up. Sure. One is a follow-up comment because I'm like an obnoxious person at a conference. This is more of a comment <laughs> than a question. Um, you keep saying the one thing, but I think that's really, really important, right? Because I think a lot of creators think that if they want to add value to their community, course, book, whatever, uh, membership, then, then they need to stuff it with content and stuff it with features. But people aren't buying your features. They're buying the outcome, right? And, and um the way that this became crystal clear for me was uh, over the summer, I was trying to get my son, he's two, I was trying to get him into the backyard. Uh, we were in the front yard. There were a lot of cars on our, our street that day and he's like a flight risk. Um, so I was like, let's go into the backyard. It's fenced in. I said, do you want to go to the backyard? He said, no. And I said, do you want to, come on, like, let's go, let's go jump on the trampoline. And he said, no. And I said, hey, do you want to fly really high? Or whatever I said there, right? And he's like, yeah. And like that was like, he knew that that was like bouncing on the trampoline. And so like, it wasn't the location he cared about. It wasn't even the thing that he cared about. It was, it was the result. <laughs> it was the result. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, man, my two-year-old just taught me like the most important marketing lesson in the world. <laughs> that is so cool. If you have not yeah. written an email or done a podcast on that, you should. That's great. I did. I did write an email about it, which is why I like backpedaled on exactly what I said because I know I wrote it down <laughs> and I don't want people to be like, you said this and then that. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, but I think that's really important, right? Because again, 15 page long ebook where there was um, a lot of like front and back matter. You sold it for 59 bucks because the people who bought it 
knew that they were going to make way more than 59 bucks the first time they tried model call. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so great. I have a lot of ideas now for like what my ebook could be. Oh, good. Because um, I yeah. will say, you know, that is the hardest part and the part you should actually spend the most time on when it comes to an e- a result-based ebook. Because it, like I said, if you, if you can nail that, if you can truly get someone like a tangible win and money-based is great. But if you can, if you can't do a money-based one, you can do, you know, like reduce stress, save time, you know, there's different results mm-hmm. you can do, but it's like, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, my average, uh, photo sale at the time was three grand for one client. Now, wow. not every photographer does that. Obviously right. let's, let's say they're a shoot and burn and they do 300 bucks for a I don't think people do CDs anymore, but um, <laughs> I was um, wondering what the burn part was—a <laughs> Dropbox file. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, USB? I'm not. A, I don't. I don't. Yeah, do, our wedding photographer a, gave us a USB. It was like, nice, like yeah. I'm not yeah. in the photo industry really anymore. But um, ah, where was I going with that? So, oh yeah. So even if there's someone on the very very low end, it's like, why wouldn't they trade fifty nine bucks for three hundred bucks? You know. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah, only exactly. one sale. Like one. Right. Yeah. That's like oh like. Uh, six X. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, don't, don't right? ask me. Don't ask me. <laughs> it's like five X, right? It's 59. It's like, 60 I'm a, bucks, I'm a so creator. Like, I'm not a, <laughs> my, my husband always jokes that like, I am ter- like, I literally failed math class in college three times. And he always jokes with me that I am horrible at math unless you put like a dollar sign in front of it. And then all of, all of a sudden, I can just figure it out. It's the craziest. That's thing. funny. That's like that reminds me of the Friends episode where where Joey was a waiter at Central Perk. I don't know if you. I'm being compared to Joey. Oh, I love it. Uh, well, you C- know, continue, I, continue, <laughs> continue, continue. Where he was like tallying up everybody's bills and like added the tax in his head and whatever. And Chandler was like, "You could do that, but you could because oh, he's like, like cheap or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. You couldn't add five and five the other day or whatever, <laughs> but. Um, Awesome. Uh, Well, this is, we've been talking for a while already. This has been great. Um, I want to be cognizant of your time. And so I want to ask, we'll continue the conversation in in the pro show where uh, I want to ask a little bit more about like how you figured out um, which digital products to get rid of. So we could talk about that in the pro show. And since you make online courses, I definitely want to talk about your gear, your gear and your tool set. So um We'll talk about that and how I built it pro. You can find everything we've talked about over uh, in the show notes, which you can find at howibuilt.it slash 298. That's uh, for episode 298. And that'll be like uh, the pro link, uh, all of the links that we've talked about here. Um, And so I want to end with this. Uh, If someone's starting, uh, let's say close to zero, right? and they want to create their first or maybe their first real, uh, like full effort digital product, uh, what are the one or two things that you would tell them to do first? Yeah, like what type of digital product to create or just any step? Yeah, so let's say like, I'm like, oh, I, I have a niche. I know I want to create a digital product. What do I do? So maybe it's like figure out like what it should be or um, like what what format it should be in. Or uh, figure out what topic it should be on. Like, what would what would you say? It's pretty open ended. If somebody was like, "How yeah. do I make my first digital product?" Yeah, I would say to for you know, like we already said, like come up with your ideal client, come up with your niche, and if you have something to already educate someone on, 
then I would say an ebook is a great digital product to start with. If you're someone who wants to get into digital products and you want passive income and you don't yet know exactly how to create an ebook that gets someone a result, you can get started with selling templates like Canva templates. Um, and I do teach about all these things on my YouTube channel. It's just my name, Molly Kaiser. Um, but yeah, so like templates are great to start with, ebook. And then you also need to think about how are you actually, who are you actually going to sell these to? Not just your ideal client, but like you do need to start to build some kind of a following. So, and, and don't try to go on every single platform. And we can talk mm-hmm. about this more in the, in the pro show if you want to, but yeah. like uh, definitely ask yourself, what's the one platform you want to get started on? And then just focus on that platform. Like, again, it, people really make the mistake where they try to be on all the platforms. So maybe it's YouTube, maybe it's podcasting, maybe it's TikTok and Instagram, whatever that is. Because, but you don't need a lot of followers. Like, even if you can get 100, you know, and mm-hmm. then you uh, put in your link and bio your templates or your ebook or something like, and if it really helps that person solve that problem, like they will purchase it. Uh, I love that. That's great. And that's like, you know, I was I was really making that mistake in, in 2022 as well, trying to be everywhere, like YouTube, podcasting, TikTok, Instagram. Oh my God, YouTube and a podcast. I can't imagine. <clears throat> I, I have such a struggle yeah. just keeping up with YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard. A right? lot of work. It's I a lot do work. like for, for 2023, um, I, I want to continue to put more effort into my YouTube channel, honestly, because uh, and do you just talk. put the podcast on YouTube or is it totally separate? No, it's totally separate. Um, wow, that's crazy. And that's it's, awesome. It's mostly because like when brand, a lot of brands who have come to me lately who want to sponsor the show also want video. Um, and luckily, like my YouTube channel has been around long enough and it's monetized and it has a good following. Um, have you considered but, just doing a video podcast and then putting that on YouTube? Because I, it's actually really big right now. Like it used to be where YouTube wouldn't really push out podcasting stuff, but they actually are coming out with a podcast tab in 2023. Yeah. So, so that, they're actually yeah. like going big on it. Yeah. That page is like kind of available now. It's like not great though. And they just put out that super long, well, not just as this episode comes out, it was a couple months ago, but um, they put out that PDF, like right, how to like, how to podcast on YouTube. Um, so I have thought about that and my my show is going like my my host Castos like automatically publishes this show to YouTube, um, but it's just the own. audio, right? Yeah, but it's just the audio. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I've thought about you know I've experimented a little bit with like uh, a talking head video, but I find that if I want to create like compelling videos, they're kind of a different medium, and this is all part of the experimenting I'm doing. But I think I'm going to do like one YouTube video per month or every six weeks, that's just like something, some super helpful content. And I'm really comfortable in front of the camera. Um, And like I have like a a stream deck, so I barely have to edit. Um, And so that's like an experiment I'm trying. But as far as like trying to be everywhere, like you're absolutely right. Um, Heck, half, half the platforms that we can publish as we record might not even be around by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, so I, I mean, I had a podcast for a few years, um, but I just really like YouTube. (laughs) So that's why I'm focused on that right now. But if I was a podcaster and take this with a, with a grain of salt, cause I'm not, and Joe knows way more about podcasting than (laughs) I do. But if I was to be a podcaster, I would absolutely do like the Logan Paul kind of thing where like you 
are in person, you have the podcast, then you put it on YouTube. Then from there, you look at the spikes in your uh, view duration chart, and then you create shorts from those because then you're only creating one piece of, like you're only creating one piece of content that could be repurposed into like so many different pieces of content. Again, take that with a grain of salt because Joe's the podcaster and I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, but I, I am think, the YouTuber. <laughs> yes, and I think that's a good strategy. And I think that... um you know, I think my my mission is to... And then you can have a drink company. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And is it an energy drink or whatever? I can, like, fight people and have I don't know what it is, to be honest drink. with yeah. you. Like, I've heard mixed reviews on, like, some people are like, it's delicious. Some people are like, it's the worst thing I've ever tasted. But you can't really argue with the fact that I think it's, like, already a multiple billion dollar company, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so. it, yeah it was, like, really fast. That's, like, <laughs> you know, it's wild. I mean, yeah. I've heard the same thing about The Rock's tequila, right? I've heard, like, that's not very good. But some yeah. people are like, oh, it's amazing. I mean, The Rock's amazing. I would buy it. Yeah. But, You're, and then, right. like, yeah. Yeah. Logan Paul, like, I mean, he has a lot of good episodes that I like. So, I, I would try it. Yeah, right? <laughs> hurt, it's like, right? they could yeah, sell probably. anything. And I'd be like, I'd try it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would try it. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's the, you know, that's the the strength of a personal brand right there. Yeah. That'll, that'll uh, be our, our last little tip for everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's the strength of a personal brand. So, in five years, uh, look for uh, Molly's energy drink and my scotch. <laughs> oh my god, I hate energy drinks. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, I'll be, I'd be dead. I would be dead for me. <laughs> you scotch though, that's great. My husband would buy that. Oh man, I love scotch. Um, awesome. All right, Molly, this has been so much fun. I love talking to you. Um, if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, so we are launching our brand new website in January. So um, you can go to freedomcreator.co. Yes, not .com. I'm not cool enough, but freedomcreator.co. <laughs> freedomcreator.co. You know, URLs are rough out there in 2022. You got to, you know, yeah, you got to take what you can it's, get. <laughs> it's hard. I I picked up profitablepodcaster.fm. That's what I think you should call your course. I love that name. That's what I was thinking the whole you. episode. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's like... I bought the .fm. I vowed. Because I'm uh, Profitable that, Courses, and then you're a Profitable Podcast. Yeah, Profitable Podcast. See, we should collab. Um <laughs> And uh, I vowed I would never buy, uh, spend more than 20 bucks on a domain. And I was like, right? Because well, like domain squatters, come on. Come uh, yeah, on. exactly. But like, get a better business. Yeah. <laughs> dot I'm FM. So mean, but, like, it, yeah. but, but seriously, come on. But for real. Um, <laughs> You're just taking advantage of people. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, uh, a, like, it's like a poor man's venture capital, right? You're just like making a bunch of bets and hoping somebody pays a ton of money for this random domain you bought. Yeah, pretty uh, much. It's like it's like how when there's a new pope, there are people who will buy like a bunch of potential pope names. I don't know if you've heard this. I'm Catholic. No, so I, that's I'm interesting. Like really tuned into this. I did go to Catholic grade school, but I yeah. definitely would not call myself a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm going to share that story in in how I built it pro because we are we've been talking for so long, Molly. This has been great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. And thank you for listening for all of the show notes and to get ad-free extended episodes of this podcast, you can head over to howibuilt.it slash 298. You'll get all the show notes. You'll get a link to pro. It's it's five bucks a month. That's like less than what I pay for a coffee at a coffee shop. So um, definitely do that. Thanks to our sponsors, Ahrefs, uh, Paid Memberships Pro, and LearnDash. Thank you for listening. And until next time. Get out there and build something.